Hey, I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, world-renowned paranormal investigator and researcher, all-around fun, nerdy guy, Star Wars enthusiast, superhero fanatic. I'm your host for my very own podcast, Paranormally Speaking. I hope you enjoy. Well, this should whet your appetite. Right now, NASA has confirmed, or openly discussed, not necessarily confirmed, ancient alien city found on the secret dark side of the moon and different NASA images. This week marks 50 years since man landed on the moon. But was something there before us? 50 years ago this week, man first set foot on the moon. Neil Armstrong, whom I was named after, Neil, of course, but he spelled it N-E-I-L, I'm N-E-A-L. Neil Armstrong won the space when he stepped out onto the lunar surface and declared, that's one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Sorry, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He was joined by fellow astronaut Buzz Aldrin as the pair spent several hours walking the surface of the moon. Michael Collins, who was also part of the mission, remained in the command module while it was in, still in orbit. The Apollo 11 mission took off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida on July 16, 1969. It took the crew eight days to reach their destination. Eight days from the Earth to the moon. And the rest, of course, is history. Images and footage of the historic moment were beamed around the globe, mankind's first glimpse at lunar life. Since then, a raft of conspiracy theories have sprung up about whether or not the moon landing was faked. But one of the most unusual ideas is that on the dark side of the moon, not visible from Earth, lies an ancient alien city. NASA images of the dark side of the moon have fueled the belief that Earth's nearest neighbor is hiding an amazing secret. Some of the pictures show square-shaped rocks, and alien hunters have claimed they could be buildings. They, had, they add the structures that look to have been abandoned millions of years ago, which has led them to believe a tragic incident is the reason aliens no longer live on the moon. Scott C. Waring wrote about his wild theory on the ET database. The conspiracy theorist said, The objects seem to be very reflective, but have dark black areas that have a lot of right angles and appear to be structures. Some of the objects were white reflective roofs or buildings that had openings that allow ships to come in and go. Some of the ships in those structures are hanging halfway out, which makes me think some tragic event happened that stopped them from existing fully. Scott even believes the ancient city could have once included a port. Other conspiracy theorists claim to be certain that alien life still lives on the moon. Over the years, they claim to have spotted pyramids and other monuments similar to that. The New American Religion of UFOs Belief in aliens is like faith in religion and may come to replace it, according to some. Last week, the New York Times published a viral article about reports of UFOs off the coast in 2014 and 2015 and included an interview with five Navy pilots who witnessed and in some cases recorded mysterious flying objects with no visible engine or infrared exhaust plumes that appeared to reach 30,000 feet and hypersonic speeds. 
No one is quite sure what they saw, but the sightings are striking, and they're part of a growing fascination with the possibility of intelligent alien life. According to Diana Pascula, a professor at the University of North Carolina and author of the new book, American Cosmic, belief in UFOs and extraterrestrials is becoming a kind of religion, she says, and it isn't nearly as fringe as you might think. More than half of American adults and over 60% of young Americans believe in intelligent extraterrestrial life. This tracks pretty closely with the belief in God, she says. And if Pascula is right, that's not an accident. Her book isn't so much about the truth of UFOs or aliens. It is about what the appeal of belief in those things says about our culture and the shifting roles of religion and technology in it. On the surface, it's a book about the popularity of belief in aliens, but it's really a deep look at how myths and religions are created in the first place and how human beings deal with unexplainable experiences. A lightly edited transcript of the conversation with Pascula follows. Uh, you describe belief in UFOs and aliens as the latest manifestation of a very old impulse, a religious impulse. What is it about extraterrestrials that captivates so many people? Pascula goes on to say, one way we can make sense of this by using a very old but functional definition of religion as simply the belief in non-human and supernatural intelligent beings that often descend from the sky. There are many definitions of religion, but this one is pretty standard. There is another distinction about belief in non-human extraterrestrial intelligence or UFO inhabitants that makes it distinct from the types of religions with which we are most familiar. Um, a historian of Catholicism, for instance, would say uh, what they find when they interact with people in Catholic communities is that they have faith that Jesus walked on water and that the Virgin Mary uh, apparitions were true. But there's some uh, something very different about the UFO narrative. Here we have people who are actual scientists like Ellen Stolfen, the former chief scientist at NASA. Uh, they are uh, This person's willing to go on TV and basically make announcements like, we are going to find extraterrestrial life. Now she's not exactly uh, talking about the intelligent extraterrestrial life, but that's not how many people interpret her anyway. She says that they're going to find life. They're going to find inhabitable planets and things like that. But So that gives this type of religious religiosity a far more powerful bite than the traditional religions, which are based on faith and things unseen and unfound. But the belief that UFOs and aliens are potentially true and could potentially be proven makes this a uniquely powerful narrative for the people who believe in it. It is fair to call this new form of religion uh, a religion, I, I would say so. Uh, there are two incredible modern scientists, such as Alan Hynek and Joaquiz Valil, who reviewed the idea. Hynek passed away in 1986, but he actually, uh, the star character in the History Channel show Project Blue Book, Valil is still here, and he's an astronomer and a computer scientist who worked on Arpanet, which was a military precursor to the Internet. Basically, Hynek and Valil called themselves the Invisible College. Once they started to believe the things they were investigating were somehow either extraterrestrial or interdimensional, they were part of a group of scientists that were known to each other but were not known to the general public who quietly pursued the research of their own time. 
So once uh, you start engaging with uh, these scientists who are doing this type of work, who believe in the reality of extraterrestrial intelligence, who believe they were reverse engineering technology from what they insisted was alien aircraft, it, it would be stunning for all of us to bear witness to this and probably cause some sort of a cataclysmic event where people are often shooting each other, religions are battling other religions for supremacy, and if we all of a sudden have a mothership appear out of the sky out of nowhere, you're going to have all of these gun-crazy Americans or those from other countries that are gun-crazy uh, popping off rounds at the unknown and possibly creating an interstellar war. That's something that we don't really need to see in our lifetime, or any lifetime for that matter. Ghosts, aliens, UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out of this world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. Bombshell, the government's once clandestine UFO program will review findings of unexplained materials and crashes. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pentagon has off-world vehicles not made on this earth. This information was released late last week. The story includes official comments provided by the Pentagon to Popular Mechanics as well as New York Times, as well as a clarification of Senator Harry Reid's original comments in the New York Times report. For years, the government has repeatedly changed its tune regarding its official involvement with UFO research. As recently as February, a Pentagon spokesperson told Popular Mechanics that while a government program did investigate unmanned aerial vehicles and other unexplained aerial phenomena for some time last decade, funding dried up in 2012. But when Popular Mechanics thoroughly investigated the covert program, multiple sources have indicated it's still ongoing to this day. Now, a new report in the New York Times confirms those accounts. The government's UFO unit currently resides in the Office of the Naval Intelligence, where it deals with classified matters and materials, per the report. Even though the unit itself isn't classified, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force is meant to standardize collection and reporting on sightings of UAVs and publicly divulge at least some of its findings. Twice a year, according to the Times, in a June Senate committee report, the Senate authorized appropriations for fiscal year of 2021 for the task force, supporting its efforts to reveal any links that unidentified aerial phenomena have to adversarial foreign governments and the threat they pose to the U.S. military assets and installations. The committee remains concerned that there is no unified comprehensive process within the federal government for collecting and analyzing intelligence on unidentified aerial phenomena. Despite the potential threat, the committee understands that the relevant intelligence may be sensitive. Nevertheless, the committee finds 
that the information sharing and coordination across the intelligence community has been inconsistent, and this issue has lacked attention from senior leaders. Therefore, the committee directs the DNI in consultation with the Secretary of Defense jointly consider relevant to submit a report within a 180-day period of the date of enactment of this act to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees on Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, also known as anomalous aerial vehicles, including observed airborne objects that have not been identified. Senator Marco Rubio, who chairs the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, told a CBS affiliate in Florida that he's most interested in learning from the task force who's responsible for unidentified aircraft spotted over American military bases. Rubio said he hopes the Chinese or Russians or some other adversary hasn't made some sort of technological leap that allows them to conduct this sort of activity. That, to me, Rubio said, is a national security risk and one we should be looking into. While such UAVs may very well come from foreign adversaries, the other possibility, of course, is that we can't pinpoint their origins from anywhere on this planet. And that's where the New York Times report gets really interesting. Harry Reid, the former Nevada senator who was instrumental in funding the original UFO program, told the Times he believes that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that retrieved material should be studied. After looking into this, he says, I came to the conclusion that there were reports. Some were substantive, some not so substantive. But there were actual materials that the government and private sector have in their possession. An earlier version of this Times article said Reed believed crashes from other worlds had indeed occurred and that retrieved materials had been studied secretly for decades, often by aerospace companies under government contracts. The Times has corrected Reed's account and Reed has since clarified his statements in a tweet below. Popular Mechanics has updated this section of the article accordingly where Harry Reid says, I have no knowledge and I have never suggested the federal government or any entity has unidentified flying objects or debris from other worlds. I have consistently said we must stick to science, not fairy tales about little green men. Despite the Pentagon statements that it disbanded a once covert program to investigate unidentified flying objects, the effort remains underway. Officials continue to study mystifying encounters between military pilots and unidentified aerial vehicles. The astrophysicist Eric Davis, who consulted with Pentagon's original UFO program and now works for the defense contractor Aerospace Corporation, told the Times that after he examined certain materials and crashes, he came to the conclusion that we couldn't make them ourselves. In fact, Davis briefed a Department of Defense agency along with Harry Reid as recently as March about retrieving materials of off-world vehicles not made on this planet. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, 
Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. I think it's safe to say that Jimmy Carter was one of my favorite presidents of all time. Uh, he just had a really good heart, a good mind, great backbone and spirit. And you just don't really find that a lot in leadership anymore. And he's someone who even through sickness and well into his 90s has continued to do more and more and as much as he can with his very last breath to help the less than. He's a, a true patriot. Um, the very definition of Christianity, and Jimmy Carter would, would sum that up. Uh, Jimmy Carter UFO incident that occurred in 1969 when Jimmy Carter was getting ready to give a speech at a Lions Club meeting. When he spotted an unidentified flying object that became known as the Jimmy Carter UFO sighting. The UFO was witnessed by about 20 people, including Jimmy himself, who became governor of Georgia two years later and served as the U.S. president from 1977 to 1981. The speech was taking place in Leary, Georgia at around 7.15 p.m. when one of the guests at the speech spotted a brilliant white light in the distance. Spotted about 30 degrees above the horizon, the strange unidentified flying object was described by Carter as being as bright as the moon. It was said to approach where Carter and the guests were standing, but suddenly stopped beyond a stand of pines, trees, of course, a good distance away. The Jimmy Carter UFO was then said to change color. According to the reports, it changed from its brilliant white to blue, then red, before changing back to a bright white. Then it flew off into the distance. Carter believed that the UFO he spotted was self-illuminated, but wasn't solid. The Jimmy Carter UFO wasn't seen again and remains unsolved. In 1973, Carter himself said, there were about 20 of us standing outside of this little restaurant. I believe a high school lunchroom and a kind of green light appeared in the western sky. This was right after sundown. It got brighter and brighter, and then it eventually disappeared. It didn't have any solid substance to it, and it was just a very peculiar-looking light. None of us could understand what it was. There were no other UFO sightings or reports that resembled the same object or light from the same time. Without actual images, it's tough to speculate, but it could have been a ball of light from ball lightning perhaps or a weather anomaly something that our knowledge of physics is unable to explain or one of the many things that are commonly mistaken for ufos imagine no longer being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. What better time than now for our government to sneak in a story like what I'm about to share with you, considering we are in the midst of a global pandemic right now, sharing vital information about the existence of UFOs. Now would be a great time for them just to sneak it in under the radar, undetected, and no one really even notice. 
the Pentagon has officially released UFO videos. Uh, three short videos, in fact, of unidentified aerial phenomena that had previously been released by a private company. The videos show what appeared to be an unidentified flying object rapidly moving while recorded by infrared cameras. Two of the videos contain service members reacting in awe at how quickly the objects are moving. One voice speculates that it could be a drone. The Navy previously acknowledged the veracity of the videos in September of last year. They are officially releasing them now in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the videos, according to Pentagon spokesperson Sue Go. After a thorough review, the department's have determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems, said Go in a statement, and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace, incursions, or unidentified aerial phenomena. The Navy now has formal guidelines for how its pilots can report when they believe they have seen possible UFOs. The Navy videos were first released between December 2017 and March 2018 by To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, a company co-founded by former Blink-182 musician Tom DeLong, that says it studies information about unidentified aerial phenomena. In 2017, one of the pilots who saw one of the unidentified objects in 2004 told CNN that it moved in ways he could not explain nor had he ever seen. As I got close to it, it rapidly accelerated to the south and disappeared in less than two seconds, said retired U.S. Navy pilot David Fravor. This was extremely abrupt, like a ping-pong ball bouncing off of a wall. It would hit and then go the other way instantly. The Pentagon has previously studied recordings of aerial encounters with unknown objects as part of a since shuttered classified program that has launched at the behest of former Senator Harry Reid of Nevada. The program was launched in 2007 and ended in 2012, according to the Pentagon, because they assessed that there were higher priorities that needed funding. Nevertheless, the former head of the classified program told CNN in 2017 that he personally believes there is very compelling evidence that we may not be alone. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal.com at gmail.com that is parks paranormal at gmail.com standing by three giant spaceships 150 miles long are heading towards earth 
The UFO phenomenon has intensified since the beginning of 2020. More and more UFO sightings are reported daily in most continents. There are even special air defense departments that have secret laboratories that study all materials related to the UFO phenomenon. One cannot exclude the hypothesis that the secret services already have possession and have studied UFOs or even extraterrestrial beings. According to SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, three huge ships have been detected that are approaching our planet dangerously close. The largest ship is approximately 150 miles long. The HARP system, H-A-A-R-P, has played an essential role in the discovery of these alien ships. HARP was initially designed for the study of the Aurora Borealis. However, many conspiracy theorists speculate that HARP is also being used as a super-secret weather-intensifying weapon against foreign enemies and being used as tests. Subsequent statements suggest that these extraterrestrial spacecraft will be seen from Earth when they reach Mars orbit. One of the estimated dates for this event is July 4th, and it will also involve a possible contact between the human race and these aliens. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And HEMS makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face -face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com slash good. That's 4hims.com slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family owned, family operated, family managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same day pickup and next day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This next story is unbelievable. When I saw the video footage of this, I could not believe what I was seeing. I had to watch it over and over again. A UFO bigger than Earth flying past the sun was spotted by NASA's observation mission. The development comes weeks after a camera at the International Space Station spotted an unknown cone-like object that was flying upward. NASA's stereo observation mission has spotted what fans of conspiracy theories said is a gigantic UFO flying past the sun. The incident itself occurred on the 29th of February, but the footage of it has posted just recently on the channel Hidden Underbelly 2.0, dedicated to the mysteries, events, and sightings. According to the host, Stereo's camera filmed the humongous object for four seconds, after which it turned off and began working only after the UFO had passed completely out of sight. 
this humongous object appears to be bigger than Mercury. It appears to be bigger than Venus. And it appears to be bigger than our own planet Earth. If you can tell this thing doesn't look like our space station in no way. It doesn't look like any satellite that any expert who has analyzed this video has ever seen. To be honest, when I first saw the footage, I thought of Ezekiel's wheel. If you're familiar with the story of Ezekiel seeing a giant wheel in the sky, at that time in human history, if you see a craft in the sky, some kind of an unidentified flying object, uh, the point of technology in that area, in that realm, was equivalent to the size and shape of a wheel. They didn't have saucers. They didn't have disks. They only had things that normally are in the sky to compare it to, which would be a bird. But to see a wheel in the sky kind of blew Ezekiel's mind, which is why that story is so significant. The host of the hidden underbelly refers to a saying in the book of Ezekiel where the prophet spoke about a flying chariot or described as a wheel, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. NASA has not yet issued a response to this encounter, but the video footage is available and it is connected to the space station observation. And it is out there. You've just got to look for this. Google UFO bigger than Earth on Google search and you'll be able to find this and see it for yourself. It is truly mind-blowing. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. The British X-Files of UFOs is finally going public. The UK's Ministry of Defense will publish secret UFO reports for the first time. The UK's official government investigation of UFOs can be traced to a group formed in the 1950s, a flying saucer working party of sorts. From the early 1950s until 2009, a department in the United Kingdom's Ministry of Defense documented and investigated reports of UFOs. Now more than a decade after the program ended, many of those formerly classified files about UFO sightings will be made available to the public for the first time. Previously, some MOD files about UFOs had been published online at the UK National Archives website, The Telegraph reported. However, all of the agency's UFOs reported will be released this year on a dedicated gov.uk webpage, a spokesperson for the British Royal Air Force told The Telegraph. The decision came after PA Media, a British news agency, filed a request for the UFO files under the Freedom of Information Act, according to The Telegraph. MOD officials decided it would be better to publish these records rather than continue sending documents to the National Archives, the RAF spokesperson said. 
The UK's fascination with UFOs spiked around the 1950s, prompting the MOD to form the Flying Saucer Working Party to address the phenomenon. According to the UK National Archives, UFOs in the early 1950s even captured the attention of Prime Minister Winston Churchill, who sent a memo to his air minister in 1952 asking, what does all this stuff about flying saucers amount to? What can it mean? What is the truth? The Flying Saucer Group concluded that UFOs were hoaxes, delusions, or ordinary objects that were misidentified, recommending that no further investigation of reported mysterious aerial phenomena be undertaken. Nevertheless, other MOD divisions continued to work on official UFO investigations in the UK, ushering such efforts into the 21st century, the National Archives reported. The last UFO report to be published online by the MOD dates to 2009, covering sightings that took place from January through the end of November of that same year. These included a silver disc-shaped light, reported in January 2009, up to 20 orange and red glowing lights, reported in June. A large bright silver-white ball sphere, reported in July, and three blazing gold orbs and a diagonal line in the sky reported in September after MOD enacted a policy change on December 1st, 2009, the agency no longer recorded or investigated UFO sightings, according to the report, but what they did find, including many recent UFO reports that were previously available only as hard copies, will be published online within the next few months, said Nick Pope, a former UFO investigator for the MOD. And keep in mind, it wasn't even six, eight months ago, maybe a little less than that, that our own Navy, our own military, confirmed that for years, and has been active recently, that the Navy and the Air Force have been tracking strange flying craft. They have confirmed that this is true. They've had videos from cockpits showing these encounters, and they cannot identify the source, what it is, or where it's coming from. All they have is the evidence of it taking off, defying the laws of known physics. Hey, hot off the presses, i got a really interesting story here for you. An alien hunter explains why he won't be going to Area 51 to look for little green men. Uh, What started as an internet joke has generated a stern military warning after more than a million people signed up to raid Area 51, a secretive military installation in southern Nevada, long fancied by conspiracy theorists to be hiding evidence of a crashed UFO with aliens, or maybe more than one crashed UFO. The purpose of the planned raid is in order to see them aliens, quote-unquote. In the following Q&A, Astronomy professor Jason Wright discusses the public's interest in answering the age-old question, are we alone? The questions go like this. Since you have a long-standing scholarly interest in extraterrestrial life and even wrote about the possibility of advanced civilizations in the distant past on Mars or Venus, I presume you've canceled your classes for September 20th and signed up to go to the raid in Area 51. His answer was, to be honest, I completely, I was completely unaware of the raid until you brought it to my attention. I work in SETI, 
the scientific research for extraterrestrial intelligence. And believe me, no one wants to find evidence of extraterrestrial life more than those of us in this field. We scour the skies for evidence of such extraterrestrial technologies with some of the most advanced equipment in the world for understanding what's going on in the sky. And we haven't found anything compelling yet, but we're not paying much attention to what is happening at Area 51. The next question they asked him, do you think the public knows enough about Area 51 or is the widespread interest in this raid a good barometric read on how frustrated people are that the government appears to be hiding things and once again um, trying to be so secretive that uh, they're hiding something? His answer was, I don't know very much about Area 51, but I can say that the intense interest in the goings-on there related to aliens reveals a deep public interest in what kinds of life might exist elsewhere in the universe. Their next question, have you yourself ever tried to do any real research into the happenings in Area 51? His response, not Area 51 exactly, the closest I've come to that was a talk I heard by a physicist describing the fascinating science carried out by the military back in the late 1940s, especially Project Mogul, which launched microphones on balloons to see if they could detect nuclear testing going on in the Soviet Union. It's an amazing story of physics and engineering ingenuity. When one of those balloons with its disc microphones and radar reflectors landed in a farm in Roswell, New Mexico, and helped fuel the whole alien craze we're still living with today. It's a shame because the science fiction-inspired aliens conspiracy theory is, from my standpoint, so much less fascinating than the story of the research that was going on then. Their next question. There was a time when the federal government provided researchers and money to search for and teach about the search for extraterrestrial life. And you laminated that that it is no longer the case. If you had your way, how much money do you think the federal government should give America's researchers to search for aliens or evidence of aliens? His response, the search for life in the universe is a major priority for NASA and the American science, science Union. Many of our missions to Mars and our space telescopes are designed with the detection of biosignatures in mind. Biosignatures being signs of life like microfossils or evidence of metabolism in the atmospheres of distant planets. But despite the billions of dollars spent on these missions, I think many members of the public would be surprised to learn that NASA and the National Science Foundation spent next to nothing looking for intelligent life in the universe, including technological life that might, after all, be easier to find. I think the level of funding for the field should be determined the way the rest of the science is by competitive peer review of proposals for research. So I don't know what the right level is, but I know it's not zero. Their response, you're the winner of the 2019 Drake Award. What is the Drake Award? Why did you win it? And what do you plan to do in order to advance what the award is about? The Drake Award is named after its first recipient, Frank Drake, who more than anyone launched the field of SETI in the early 1960s with his pioneering radio experiments. He also made the first calculation using what today we call the Drake Equation of the number of alien civilizations in the Milky Way that might be trying to contact us. The Drake Award is awarded occasionally by the SETI Institute. 
a research center dedicated to understanding humanity's place in the universe. I see this award as validation of my work to help elevate the field of SETI as an academic discipline and to persuade Congress, NASA, and the public that it is worth worthy of public investment. It is, after all, the scientific approach to answering one of the most profound questions ever asked. Is Earth life unique? Or are there other beings like us out there in the universe? That was a compelling article. I'm glad that you gave me time to share it with you. It's all the time I have for this week. Tune in next week for some more crazy stories, out-of-this-world theories, conspiracies, government cover-ups, ghost stories, um, things dealing with cryptozoology, and crop formations. Have a great weekend, and this is Neil Parks with Paranormally Speaking signing off. Unfortunately, that's all the time I have this week. I hope you had a great time listening to this. We're all stuck inside for a while thanks to this global quarantine, this global pandemic. And do your best to keep yourself clean, safe, and at a safe distance from other people. Wash your hands regularly and do not get close into uh, people's breathing proximity. Keep it at six feet apart from one another. Make room for the Holy Spirit, as they used to tell me when I was a kid. Thinking of you guys, and I'll come up with some more cool stuff to discuss next week. Thanks for hanging out with me this long.